What are we doing? What is this? This is Project A Plus. Is it? Today we have a very special episode in honor of the recent release, recently released Sight and Sound Top 100 Films of All Time poll. This poll that they do every 10 years. Were we invited to participate? Yeah, yeah, of course. Weren't we're, we're you? Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to make sure you were too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Disclose my list and everything. This is what my top 10 was. Uh, number one, I had John Dielbaud, uh, 23, Clyde, uh, Kerberse, <laughs> 1080, Brooks, uh, Brussels. Number two, I had Vertigo. Number three, I had Citizen Kane. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this one. It's kind of obscure. Four, I had uh, Tokyo Story and then uh, In the Mood for Love, 2001, uh, Butcher Vibe, A Hole in Drive, Me Off the Movie Camera, and then uh, number 10 was Singing in the Rain. I'm just going to take a sip of uh, a very hot liquid and open up the uh, results of the poll real quick. (laughs) (laughs) All right, great gag. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, Anyway, would you like to know what um, my top ten was? Uh, Yeah, sure. So uh, number one, I had uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Uh, Number two, Mm. I had Citizen Kane. Number three, The Godfather. Number four, uh, like you, I had Tokyo Story. Oh, did you did you did you uh, contribute to the director's list? You have directed uh, several short films. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, not surprised that. Uh, actually, tying at number four is your number one, uh, mm-hmm. Jean Delmon, twenty four K de Commerce, ten eighty. Too 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 long. The title's too long. <laughs> That's why it's only number four for me. Mm-hmm. I, I did dock at a few points for the title. Uh, then I had Vertigo, uh, tying with eight and a half. Uh, then I had uh, one of my favorites, Mira, Andre Tarkovsky. Yeah, uh, film sucks. Uh, number nine, Persona. Number nine, In the Mood for Love. Number nine, Close Up, a film uh, that we didn't do on the podcast, but we did watch a number of Avis Kurosami films. And uh, that's <laughs> my top ten. did we do it on the podcast? <laughs> we didn't do it on the podcast, no. Mm. I, I think we've both seen it, and we had both yeah, seen it I've before seen it we embarked times. on the project. But, uh, yeah, we didn't actually and, end up well, focusing on it. Ever. So we're convening our uh, first annual, you know, our own 10-year cycle of releasing our, both of our personal, uh, you know, top 10 lists. And then we've pulled uh, the two greatest directors and critics of our time. Uh, and we're going to take uh, the, their <laughs> uh, top 100 films of all time, present the official Project A Plus top 100. That's right. Yeah. So your list represents the critics, and my list represents the directors. <laughs> exactly. And wait, wait, what's the composite list represent then? Well, it's just our own little spin. Mm. To, to, like, really draw down the objective best films of all time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, number one, I got The Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> Is that still number one? On IMDb? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm going to have a look now. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Remember, <laughs> we're going to do that as a project. I do. I'm glad we didn't do that. That would have been such a torturous process. So, as of now, the current uh, top 10, according to IMDb users, is Shawshank Redemption, Godfather, Dark Knight, Godfather Part 2, 12 Angry Men, <laughs> Schindler's List, The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, Pulp Why Fiction. Why 12 Angry Men on there? <laughs> I know. We, we had the same discussion last time. <laughs> The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, and The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. And I, I still contend that no one has actually seen 12 Angry Men. <laughs> yeah, I buy it, I buy it. Including people who were alive when it was released. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the Sight and Sound list as released or just move on past it into our list? Well, uh, I mean, it was quite a controversial list this year, was it not? It got the uh, Man, who cares? <laughs> the, the Twitter hive buzzing, but we kind of we kind of anticipated uh, you know what the list was going to be like. We we accurately guessed three of the four um, 2010s movies that would be on it. Yes. So <laughs> I think you know. Uh, do I think any of those films deserve to be on the top 100 film list? Well, we'll have to consult our own top 100 movies to find <laughs> out. <laughs> Uh, no, but I will say that, um, you know, it, it gives and takes. There's lots of films that got added this year that I think are definitely deserving. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Wanda, Killer of Killer of Sheep. Those are two great films. Glad that they're on. 
uh, Daughters of the Dust. You know, all the all those represent those those films definitely should have been on the list. Whatever they knocked out was probably just you know some boring crap anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about the early two thousand tens films, but who cares? <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. Or the uh, film from three years ago, in fact. Well, two two films from three years ago. So, Portrait of Lady on Fire is 2019. No, Get Out came out in 2017. Get Out's 2017. Um, I think, uh, think Parasite was the same year. Parasite was 2019 as well, yeah. Yeah. So, it's kind of insane that there are <laughs> a yeah. number of films I mean, the, 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 in the last Parasite, five years. Parasite, whatever, you know, it's it's what 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 position did it make it to? Like 80 It's stuck in at the bottom. Fair enough. It's uh, equal 90. I don't agree. Put it at 90, who gives a shit? The one that's insane is Portrait of Lady on Fire uh, at 30. Yeah. <laughs> Above uh, the only African film on the list and the only Indian film on the list. So let's let that uh, <laughs> get rubbed in <laughs> a little bit. Anyway, who, who cares? Yeah, who does care? The only thing that matters is our list, which are much more better than these ones. Indeed. We, we did a little something special to mark the occasion is we each made a mixed drink. Yours is looks absolutely vile. <laughs> I don't know why. What compelled you to choose this particular set of ingredients? We we came up with these drinks because the brief was to start with a classic foundation like the old sight and sound list <laughs> and bastardize it with modern additions. <laughs> bastardize it? Fine. <laughs> Make it inedible, <laughs> undrinkable. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, let's start with your more uh, sedate composition. No, because you're a champion at the Bento reveal yours. Why don't you start with your first film, your number 10, and you can reveal what your cocktail is, and we'll taste it. I, I will say I didn't think of the top 10 of my list as a discrete like entity that would be the focus of this episode. I made it as like a full top 100. And I should also specify that the way I made this list is by exporting the rating data directly from Letterboxd. Oh. Which gave me almost exactly 100. Not quite. It was a bit over that. It was 120-ish films that I had awarded five stars. Mm. And I whittled it down based on that. And then I uh, reviewed some, like, 4.5 stars and other stuff that um, maybe has uh, grown in my estimation since I last saw it or last logged it mm. and I um, ordered things about it. it was pretty haphazard it wasn't yeah so, terribly so well considered <laughs> I, <kinda laughs> so, I kind of just threw down a hundred films that I could think of and then it's yeah. like yeah it's good <laughs> and there's also a bunch of stuff that I'm sure I, I didn't actually log on Letterboxd so there's, mm. there was no visibility for those films and, and they probably slipped through the cracks but uh, nonetheless I did adjust it a little bit but it's pretty hard to adjust like your ratings for 100 films yeah <laughs> which that's a funny situation where like I, put, I had three i have three brian de palma films on my list mm-hmm. and i was like well i'm just gonna put them one after the other i can't i don't know what to, where to put these so we're, we're reading for the, the top 100 combined right yeah, yeah yeah good okay so number 10 on my list which which should i start with the film or the drink why don't you say what the drink is okay so the drink we have uh, we both have the same classic foundation, which is a gin and tonic, mm. a beautiful British colonial drink, and um, former British colony. We have ruined it by, in my case, just like how both America and Australia ruined the beautiful foundation of the British Empire. <laughs> That's right. Um, so I've ruined my gin and tonic <laughs> by. Do you mean ruined in this case? <laughs> by adding tomato juice. Mm. And <laughs> a West Coast IPA. <laughs> so I, I, I was trying to think of like a, a trendy modern drink that would ruin a classic drink. I thought an IPA would do the trick. And uh, I quite like tomato juice. I haven't had it for a long time, so I, I thought I'd add some tomato juice. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you know to make the tomato juice go great is the tonic water and the IPA. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, I think we had different. I think we had different ideas of what ruined meant too. <laughs> Anyway, bottoms up. Yeah, you take a little sip of this. Cheers. Take a smell. Cheers. <laughs> it's not bad. It's kind I, of I interesting. Really taste the IPA. <laughs> yeah. There's like a little hint of acid. That's not as bad as I was thinking, I'm going to be honest. It's not bad at all. It's kind of drinkable. All right, you know you've 
so you upload your beverage. Uh, let's let's see if that tenth your tenth favorite film of all time. Uh, according to this list, it's Charles Burnett's To Sleep with Anger, mm. which we have discussed on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. That's my number ten. What's your number ten? And what's your drink? Well, for my drink, I I took ruin to mean um, spoil the elegant simplicity of. <laughs> And I feel like I made a cocktail which could possibly be found at a trendy hipster restaurant. I don't know if you agree with me or not. Yeah, fair enough. So I added some pineapple juice and some uh, muddled basil to my mm. gin and tonic. Let's take a, take a little swig of this. Not bad at all. Yeah, that works. Yeah. <laughs> you made two drinks. <laughs> I should say that in the uh, second part of the show where we go through our t- the, our combined top 100 films of all time, the Project A Plus official top 100 films of all time. A.K.A. the top 100 films of all time. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah, yeah. Definitive. We are going to mix the two drinks together, so yeah. <laughs> look forward to that. Uh, anyway, my number 10. What film did I put here? I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number 10, we have... Uh, oh, my God. Who... What's the name is what's the name of this bitch that directed this film? <laughs> Your tenth favorite film of all time. <laughs> okay. Directed <clears throat> by Jeannie Levenstein. Levenstein. Jeannie Levenstein. It's a film called Paris is Burning, which is a um, documentary about the uh, drag scene in New York City as it existed in the nineteen eighties, and it's a Beautiful and um, rich and somewhat tragic evocation of this uh, this subculture. I think it's a, a absolutely excellent and uh, a beautiful film, and it's my tenth favorite film of all time. Have you seen uh, Paris is Burning? I have. Yeah, I'm surprised it made your list after it uh, got retrospectively cancelled. Did it get retrospectively cancelled? That's a little bit problematic, you know, the way that uh, that white woman exploited... Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure thing, man. ...those queer people of colour, you know. Anyway. Yeah, sure thing, sure thing. Uh, my number nine film mm. is uh, Billy Wilder's The Apartment. Mmm. <laughs> a film that when I saw it on your list, I was like, oh, that should probably be on my list, but I didn't add it, so... <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's not going to be in the top 100. <laughs> it is going to be in the top 100 because the way I did it was by assigning each one. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess the top 10s are pretty assured so, of a place. Every, every one of our top 10s is going to be on the top yeah, 100. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Sorry. Yeah. What, what about The Apartment? We've already talked about it, but you, you can tell us a little bit about it. What, what does The Apartment mean to you? Were you, say, uh, a <laughs> turbidly depressed... Uh, corporate uh, ass-kisser who um, is kind of psychically cuckolded by your boss um, and then fell in love with a suicidal girl. Is that is that an accurate yeah, description you got of it. your life? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I will agree, great film. Great film. Um, and my number nine, uh, the first time we're going to talk about him, but not the last time we're going to talk about him, uh, a little man named uh, John Carpenter. And I got here his film, uh, In the Mouth of Madness. Mmm, wow. Yeah. Which is not one of the most beloved Carpenter films by the mass uh, audience, but it is one of the most beloved by me, so that's why that's there. Did I end up including that? That was definitely on my list at one point. Oh, damn. It must have have slipped out. In fact, we only had one Carpenter film in common on our list, which is pretty funny. Oh, wow. Yeah. You'll find out which one it is pretty, uh, <laughs> it'll be pretty obvious when we get through the, our top 100. So. I, I would probably say that that deserves a place in my top 100. <laughs> well, um, too bad. Uh, if there's any more doubles that you missed, <laughs> I'd probably put nope. that there. Anyway, uh, my number eight is The Archer's A Canterbury Tale. Hmm which I was not expecting to like, as I said the last time I spoke about this film on the podcast, um, but which I was completely won over by, Mm. um, which typically tends to happen with Archer's productions, although not in every case. I wasn't that enamoured with the 49th Yeah, you haven't watched The Age of Consent yet. Yeah, no, I have not seen The Age of Consent yet, (laughs) although that's just PAL, right? It's not an Archer's production. Yeah, well, yeah, it doesn't look like it. 
All right. But they did work on their final film together, and Michael Powell's final directorial effort, uh, The Boy You Turned Yellow. So. Yes. And you know who The Boy was? Me? No. He was. He did turn out to be someone. Uh, I think. Nope. <laughs> someone named Mark Dingtum, who yeah. does not have <laughs> a Wikipedia page. So. <laughs> 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 I, don't know, I don't know what you're thinking of. <laughs> I was thinking of. Okay, so I was thinking of um, Dean Stockwell. <laughs> this is the boy with the green hair, right? Yes. This is Joseph Joseph Losey film? Yes. Uh, because yeah. he was an adult, I think, in 1972 when they made that film. So, And also he's American. <laughs> What's that film called? Is it the boy with the green hair? Something like that. But yeah, the boy he was the green hair. Boy with green hair. That's it. I mean, you, you can forgive me for mixing those films up. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I was going to mix them up uh, earlier when I was trying to reach for the name of the boy who turned yellow. So there you go. Um, I can, I can forgive this one. So poor Michael Dingtum. Never amounted to anything. <laughs> Michael Dingtum, <laughs> Dean Stockwell. You know, <laughs> same, same difference. Uh, what are anyway, we up to? We're up to number eight still, and uh, my number eight is Los Angeles plays itself. Uh, Tom Anderson's uh, very um, good, evocative, film? and yeah, good, good film. Is <laughs> <laughs> is an uh, essay film about the way in which Los Angeles has been portrayed uh, in cinema, which I think is a, a good film. <laughs> I think it, I think it's a film that raises a lot of interesting questions that it doesn't quite oh, does it? Uh, provide the answers to, which oh, I damn. quite enjoy. That sounds like Shut a flawed film up. to me. It doesn't answer up. the questions. And, uh, Anyone can fucking ask questions. It does a, a masterful job of recontextualizing all these clips into a cohesive whole. Oh, does it? And it... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and it uh, draw, draws attention to something that Jack must see full uh, overall. And I think it's an emotionally charged film, too. Um, and I think the way that uh, uh, Anderson's genuine outrage at the way in which his city has been uh, misappropriated by Hollywood uh, comes through. And uh, I think his appreciation for stuff like Killer of Sheep and other independent um, American films that uh, portray the racial and social realities of L.A., uh, I think that's really touching. And uh, I really like it a lot. Yeah, what's your number seven? You fucking, you fucking chucklehead. The reason I'm lashing out oh, is because <laughs> the reason I'm lashing out is because I'm incapable of uh, expressing my admiration towards the films that I love um, with any degree of uh, articulacy. Articulacy? You know what should have been on my list is uh, ch- chasing Amy. Why did I leave that off? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my anyway. number seven is another film that we have talked about uh, on the podcast before. And also another film that I only watched because of the podcast, I believe. Mm. Um, so the same as with uh, To Sleep With Anger. And that film is Wings. So Project A Plus has supplied two uh, so far of my top ten. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give a spoiler. It has provided zero of my top ten. So. <laughs> but one film we did on the podcast. There you go. All right, Wings. Yeah, we had an extensive conversation about that, but a uh, good film. Directed by uh, Larissa Shapitko. Um, I believe it was her second film. That's your uh, one token, your second of two token female entries. I got mine out of the way early. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number seven is a little movie uh, directed by Nobuhiku Obayashi. It's called House. And. Uh, I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the film before or on the show before, but um, it's a film that's very close to my heart and really, uh, at a young age, expanded my mind to the possibilities of cinema. And I think it um, is good. It's both psychedelic and melancholic, and I love its experimentation. I love its uh, the tragic spirit that runs through it, and I think it's a, a, a most excellent piece of cinema, <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> what's your number six 
My number six uh, is not a film we discovered for the podcast, as it were, mm. but a film One that, that we, I, did, we, watched. <laughs> we yeah. did turn the spotlight on and both enjoyed. And that yes. film is... Princes. Probably felt it should have been on my top 100. Yes. Yeah. Well, it didn't make it. Come on, man. Prince yeah. is Under no. the Cherry Moon. Yeah, good stuff. A movie I loved ever since I watched it uh, in 2006. My number six is a film we also did for the uh, podcast. Not one that we discovered uh, for the podcast, but a film that's been with me for a long time. It's uh, Nagasa Oshima's uh, Merry Christmas to Lawrence. Uh, mm. It's a good film. What do you got? Uh, My number five uh, is a film directed by a woman. (laughs) What? That's right. A woman made my top five. Wow. And that woman is, of course, uh, Celine Sharma. And it's uh, 2019's A New Leaf. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Directed, of course, in fact, by... Elaine May. Is that how you pronounce her name? Elaine May, yeah. <laughs> no, no, Celine. I have no idea. I have no idea. Elaine, Celine Spagma. Hey, I'll be here all week. Uh, um, yeah. My number five? Unless you have more to say. I don't. I was thinking about is, having more um, to say, but I actually don't have pro- more Probably to say. the film that I've spent more time thinking about than any other film in my entire life, because I wrote my uh, thesis in my master's program about it, which is Orson wow. Welles' The Other Side of the Wind. And yeah. it survived that attention. Wow. It did, yeah. A very rich film, uh, uh, interesting text that we do in all sorts of directions. Uh, even if it wasn't completed by Welles himself, the uh, surviving fragmentary document I think is um, beautiful and strange and compelling and uh, yeah, it's a a good film alright, what's your next one? In fact, I believe it was completed by a a better director than Wales was it not? (laughs) Yeah um, One of our (laughs) favourites No, no, Polly Polly Platt wasn't it? Didn't she finish The Other Side of the Wind? (laughs) What are you you talking about? That's so, that's so fucking stupid. Song Bogdanovich finished either Bob Murkowski she like, together. While while Wells was staying in their house, like I'm sure she served drinks and shit. That that was a big part yeah, she, of the film. She she beat him she beat him off once, so. Alright. Number four is um I was born but dot dot mm. dot. Yasajira Ozu. Mm. Mm. Is that his name? I gotta say, it's not very, it's not very, <laughs> yeah, it's not very woke of us. Uh, most of the films that are top tens are, are uh, American films. We have a very, we have a very blinkered. Uh, what are you talking about? World I've got British. I've got. Um, what is <laughs> yeah, Shipitko? Okay. Ukrainian Thinker, or something? The apartment <laughs> under the cherry moon, a new leaf, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I think we have the same ratio Ukrainian, of American yeah. films. So I've, I, I'm yeah, trendy. I've got American, British, <laughs> Ukrainian. Well, it's a USSR film. Come on, don't be, don't be fucking stupid. <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> That's the I've heard of my entire life. Yeah, all I have is two countries on my list so far. It's pretty. It's pretty cringe. <laughs> I've got is American and Japanese. <laughs> um, the two genders. Yeah, though the other side of the wind, you know, is financed by some, uh, I think, Iranian money. Is there you go. Now. <laughs> yeah, it's, Iranian, it's part of the Iranian new wave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are we up to? Uh, We're up to yeah, your number four, right? Oh yeah, my number four. Another uh, Japanese classic. Uh, we got uh, Hideaki Otto's uh, "The End of Evangelion." <laughs> mm. uh, only animated film to appear on my list, I think, and, and at least in this top ten. Actually, there are a couple other anime films I thought about putting up here, but. End of Evangelion, it's a film that changed my life. What do you got? I have no animated films in my top 100. That wasn't a deliberate choice. I don't think I had logged... (laughs) You just say animation. I don't think I had logged um, Miyazaki films. I might have, like, slipped in, uh, spirited away or something. Mm. Or my neighbor. I mean, Attack of the Clothes is kind of an animated film. (laughs) Number three, another country added to my list of countries in my top ten. 
Wow. The country of Hong Kong. And it's Project A, mm. colon, part two. Directed by <laughs> Jackie Chan. My number three. What's you want to say something about Project A, part two? Need we say anything about Project A, part two? The, the sequel no. to the film that gave the podcast part of its name? Hmm. The answer is no. I'm not saying Maybe we should change the podcast name to Project A Part 3. <laughs> what did we call it that to begin Project with? Project A Part 2 Plus. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Anyway, uh, you want to hear my number three? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Okay. Weirdly, uh, the um, conclusion to a serialized saga makes up three of the entries on my list. Mm. Because uh, my, third, my third poll position... I got uh, <coughs> a film with a long title. It is uh, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Nice. <laughs> uh, just a beautiful, beautiful film. I was too much of a coward to put uh, Star Wars in my top ten. Yeah, let's put that up. What's your number two, bro? My number two is a film directed by a director who is uh, already represented on your list. Hmm. The only director to cross over on our top tens. That's right. And it is John Carpenter and his film Dark Star. Wow. Wow. Good film. Great film. <clears throat> you want to hear what my number two is? Yes, please. My number two is also a um, capper to a television epic. It's called... That's David Lynch's film, Twin Peaks, Fire Walk With Me. I was going to make a Saints of Newark joke, but I I forgot the full title of it. (laughs) Uh, The Many Saints of Newark. The Many Saints of Newark, yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, needless to say, that'll be on my top ten next time. Right now we've we've reached the big leagues. These are our favorite films of all time. There's nothing better than these films. That's right. Now, I know I haven't seen your number one. I'm not sure if you've seen my number one. I assume you have. My number one is Buster Keaton's The General. Mm. For political reasons, not aesthetic reasons. <laughs> yeah, every time you see the Confederate uh, boys at gray on screen, you just, you just, you know, a little tear comes to your eye. Exactly. Now, that has dropped significantly on the uh, <laughs> sight and sound list. Yeah, for, I can for only imagine because... <laughs> Because of these fucking work skulls. <laughs> what um, what what place did it rank? I don't know. Actually, it was pretty low. It was like it was like equal with also, Get Out. The... It was like ninety five. <laughs> oh, that's fucking pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's almost going to slip out of the list, which is insane to me. Is that the only film on either of our list that appeared on the top ten or top one hundred? Let's have a look. I think I know the apartment must be there, right? Let's have a look. Maybe it's not. Oh, yeah, it might yeah. Be. The apartment's quite high, actually. It's 54. Wow. So you're more in line. I'm more in line, yeah. I've got, I've got two conventional choices in my top ten. Well, I actually have one conventional choice in my top ten. Is that your number one? Citizen I Kane? I just haven't revealed it yet. <laughs> yes, Citizen Kane, no. <laughs> Gene Delmont? Uh, no, no. <laughs> it is actually number... Let's see here. Number um, eight. No, I think it's also dropped quite a bit. Five, Chunky Express. Jesus Christ, where? No, it's a parasite. <laughs> God, I just fucking saw it. Where is it? I feel like I'm losing my mind. <laughs> ah, here we go. Okay, it is, it is tied for number 67th with Andrei Rublev. Not seen it. Uh, don't care. Red Shoes, good film. Like Wieners and I, good film. Metropolis, good film. What film is equal to all those in my number one film of all time, Hugh? Why? It's the it's my lone French entry in my top ten. And the only French entry in either of our top tens mm-hmm. is Chris Markersome Le Jeté. I thought you liked Sans Soleil like better than that. Nope. Okay. I was wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> I have seen Lizard. Um, it's a uh, wonderful. Shouldn't film. count as a short film. 
Oh, uh, it counted on the sight and sound list, so I think that means valid for our list, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the sight and sound list, how long is Legite? Is like seven minutes? <laughs> it's like 30 minutes. Okay, never mind. Um, so what's the shortest film on the, the top 100? Is it Message of the Afternoon? Because that's 14 minutes. Yeah, I think it might be Message of the Afternoon, which is also is another good film. I should have thought maybe when I was like 15 or 16 on accident. Well, not on accident, but I saw it when I was really young. Anyway, 12 Monkeys, Right Arrow, Legite. <laughs> uh, I'd rather say The Arrows, which would be the greater than symbol. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is an arrow. No, it's not. It's an arrowhead. <laughs> You're an arrowhead. <laughs> uh, my, my penis certainly is. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't lost it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, so both of our top 100s, not very, or top uh, favorite film of all time, not very trendy in terms of uh, the sight and sound of yours. You're actually more conventional than me because your top film rank, ranked higher than my top film. No, you're more conventional than I because you have two films on the top. No, no, I, I feel like having a f- the, the top film is, is the main thing we should focus on. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> What's how about, the, we, say it's a, how about we say it comes out in the wash and we're, we're, we're exactly the same level of conventional and unconventional? Yeah, sure, sure. Because I'm obviously more of a global appreciator of cinema. Well, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but you, have, you have more diverse countries in your top ten. That's what I mean. But let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six of your films are American. Wow, wow that's one, two... Three, four, five, six. So we both have six American films. There you go. <laughs> and uh, as good as each other. Merry Christmas to Lawrence was a British uh, Japanese co-production. So. He <laughs> 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 mm. also had some French money or something. And it. So we're even. Yeah, we're both racist. <laughs> Do you have any and, mis- uh, and misogynist? <laughs> so I, I have twice as many female-directed films mm. in my top ten as you. You know, I was gonna put uh, Mikey and Nikki on my top ten, but <laughs> the last minute I subbed it out. So. Wow. And then you're like, I better put something. So I guess you know, Paris is nope. burning. Should nope. go there. Nope. Mikey and Nikki is great. And isn't the director of Paris is Burning like this? The she has some connection to. Yeah, Alan Bakula. Really? Yeah, he okay. produced it. What, what do you think she had some connection to? No, no, that that was that was the connection. Yeah, I just oh, couldn't yeah. remember the details. Yeah, he puts some he puts some money into it, or something. And what's their what's their relation? I think uh, she's his uh, niece. So it's kind of like a nepotism movie. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, bro. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to uh, where's this sufficient go? <laughs> uh, let's see. What do you mean, as opposed to Larissa Shapiko? <laughs> Was it well, who is she married to again? Uh, the guy who directed Come and See. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. But they were just both directors. It wasn't like no he way. was giving her no opportunity. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a She thing. went to that academy that. <laughs> sure thing, bro. Sure thing. <laughs> Stop trying to woke it up. I'm gonna guess what his name is with uh, my terrible <laughs> failing memory. Elmi Kleov. Oh yeah. Uh, lit. No, what is it? That's. I'm getting letters in my mind and I'm sort of piecing together a name. It's obviously wrong. Just <laughs> so imagine you had a crystal ball and the letters were coming to you. <laughs> or like Sherlock or something. Um, <clears throat> I was expecting Come and See to like make the list, but it actually didn't. Mm. That is kind of surprising. I had one uh, LGBT filmmaker in my top 10. You had zero. <laughs> Well, we don't know about Ozzy. He lived with his mom. He was single. Come on. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) George Lucas, I assume, is basically asexual. Jackie Chan's daughter was gay. (laughs) The one he disowned. 
<laughs> that counts. But he, he didn't disown her because she was gay. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> he, he disowned her because she was illegitimate, which is way better. <laughs> uh, Prince was androgynous. <laughs> Prince loved pussy. <laughs> Pal and Pressburger, come on, working together all these years. <laughs> you, can, you can't tell me they didn't. <laughs> and Oshima's, uh, you know, he made, he made two gay themed films, so he's uh, mm. he's honorary. <laughs> and Carpenter, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Chris Marker, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so he both win. <laughs> that's that's what I go to do. Yeah, right, we should we get right into the, the top 100? Let's do it. Do we got to combine our drinks? drinks. Yeah, I did not really touch your drink that much, I'm not going to lie. I, I've drunk half of my drink, so I have room wow. for your drink now. In wow. my stein. So I'm pouring it in. So, yes, we're combining lists and combining drinks. Mmm. Definitely got a series. I can't imagine it'll have much of an effect, though. No, I think it'll only improve it, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, we heard that you make it much more. That's exactly that. All right. Have you uh, combined yours? Sips. I have combined them. All right, let's take a sip. Can't really say it tastes much difference. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. <laughs> I feel like the flavors you chose are so overpowering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should add a disclaimer before we get into this. Actually, should I uh, send this to you so that you can? Um, no, I want to be surprised. Okay. I'm going to sit back and just enjoy you reading out the list. <laughs> fuck, fuck off! Just get through it as quickly as possible. Okay, I can read it, but you have to talk about the films. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we get started, just like the sight and sound list. How I did it was that if there are any ties, they occupy a combined higher position. Right. Because that happened that way, we ended up with 101 films. <laughs> it's actually the 101 greatest films of all time. Oh, well. Unless I just arbitrarily cut one off, which I could do. <laughs> no, no, 101 sounds good to me. Okay. <laughs> We're a little bit different here at Project A Plus than those funny duddies at uh, the British Film Institute. That's right. Oh, God. Thank God. For a second, I thought it wasn't recording. I was like, oh, my God. What? what the <laughs> but uh, thank Christ it was recording. <laughs> All right. Hit us. Top 100. Let's get it started. 101. So how, how it worked is I just assigned each film a point value on our respective lists, our respective top 100s, and just added up all the points. That's why there's so many ties. Because our, our list did not overlap that much. Mmm. <laughs> anyway, so uh, at the hundred and hundred the at the combined one hundred place, we have The Lady Vanishes and Dead or Alive Two Birds, both with forty nine points. Wow, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you can just say that for each one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's my commentary. <laughs> um Okay, number 98. And another tie, we got Kind Hearts and Coronets, which is a very good film um, that I did not add to my list. And we also have Do the Right Thing. Interesting. With 50 points. Mm -hmm. All right, then, then at 97 with 51 points, we have uh, a total recall of the remake. <laughs> the remake? Just kidding. No, just kidding. <laughs> the Paul Verhoeven classic total recall. Okay. Right at 95, we got another tie. We got Dragon Inn and Black Girl. I've never seen Dragon Inn. Uh, have you seen Black Girl? I have seen Black Girl, yeah. Mm. It didn't rank on your list, huh? It did not. Mm. Something about the film didn't uh, gel well with me. <laughs> You're like, what? I like all these white characters. What? <laughs> Why are they mistreating that Black Girl? This isn't realistic. Um... Anyway, uh, number 93, we have Equinox Flower, I have not seen it, and The King of Comedy, mm. which I have seen, both 53 points. So Equinox, Equinox Flower, we should just uh, specify, is an Aussie film. Mm. 
very interesting. All right, well, uh, 91. <laughs> that's, that's my contribution. <laughs> we got another uh, Fallon Pressburger film. Uh, and uh, Michael Mann's movie Thief, uh, both with 54 points. Wait, what's the Palin Pressburger film? I know where I'm going. Oh. Right? Uh, number 90, we have the first Brian De Palma film that'll be on the list, but not the last one. We got Phantom of the Paradise. Mm-hmm. Uh, with 55 points. Uh, number 88, another combined uh, list here. Number combined point total with 56 points. We got The Heartbreak Kid, and then a film we did for the podcast ages ago. Another Brian De Palma joint, uh, Body Double. Nice. You really need uh, to see the Heartbreak Kid. I know you haven't yet, but you need and you to. should rewatch Body Double. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number eighty-six at fifty-seven points. We got the Cameraman and Blowouts, both the fifty-seven points. Hmm. Number uh, at place eighty-four, rank eighty-four. We got another tie at fifty-eight points apiece. We have Killer of Sheep and the Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Oh. At uh, 82, yet another tie <laughs> with uh, 59 points. We got Bastard and Anonymous, David Lynch's, not David Lynch, uh, <laughs> uh, the reason it's to David Lynch is because the other film that's tied for it is another M film, Mulholland Drive. Mm, which one's better, though? Um, <laughs> uh, Mulholland Drive is. Right? Yeah. Uh, number 80, we got another tie. It's, it's 60 points apiece. We got Detour. And Badland. Detour. 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 <laughs> I'm glad that I ruined that movie for both of us by making that terrible <laughs> Hey, you know, you know, recently, because it's been such a joyless experience uh, editing these podcasts, although I have been doing it, you've, as you've noticed, I've been releasing the, the episodes weekly for some time now. And the the little jingles I do to introduce the films are becoming increasingly like your your old <laughs> jingles. So maybe you should go back to doing some of them. <laughs> I, I could do a couple of them. No problem. I'll I'll agree to that. Excellent. Yeah. I'm unlearning any any musical instinct I have. I'm just mashing the keyboard, putting like obnoxious <laughs> sound effects, and speaking over the top of it. That's what it's, that's what I've been uh, reduced to. Well, well, I'm sorry. Anyway, number 79, we have no tie, 61 points. Uh, Blue Velvet. Mm-hmm. Number 76, we actually have a three-way tie for this oh, one. Oh, shit. We have Yearning. I don't even know what that film is. So that's All a Mikio Naraseth film that I only watched uh, three days ago or something. <laughs> so. You can't put that there. Why not? Bullshit. Uh, anyway, because the two films that it's tied with are films that I haven't seen in at least five or six years. So uh, anyway, we got also got Chris Barker's A Grin Without a Cat, A Cat, mm-hmm. A Grin Without a Cat, about the failure of the worldwide leftist movement. Mm-hmm. The 70s, a great film. And In the Mood for Love. Mm. Number, uh, place number 74, another tie, 63 points. The Fabulous Baron Munchausen, a famous podcast episode. Yeah. And Brian De Palma's anarchic underground comedy, Hi Mom. At number 72, we have another tie. I'm surprised that the film that uh, this, the first film tied with, which is not on my list, uh, that the second film wasn't on your list. Uh, but anyway, uh, we got Raiders of the Lost Ark. These have both have 64 points. Raiders of the Lost Ark and High and Woe. I'm surprised that High and Woe wasn't on your list. I just haven't seen it for years. Uh, number 70, another tie. <laughs> you have Forbidden City Cop. Yeah. Uh, and Tetsuo the Iron Man. <laughs> Tetsuo the Iron Man. Actually, yeah, uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man could have made my list. It just, it, did, it didn't, but it could have. Yep, just like how Raiders of the Lost Ark probably could have made my list, but it didn't. There you go. Right, place number 69 was 66 points. We got Video Jerome. At 68 with 67, we have Ugetsu, or Ugetsu Monogatari. Nice. At 66, another tie, we have Go West and The 400 Blows. At place number 64, with 69 points apiece, we have Out One and Days of Heaven. At place number 62, another tie, 70 points apiece, we got Humanity and Paper Balloons and Breathless. 
Uh, place number 60, we got another tie. A film that I probably should have put on my list, and a film that I was surprised wasn't on your list. We got 71 points apiece. We got Wheels on Meals and Chunking Express. Was Chunking Express not on my list? It was not. Really? It was on mine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was. Perfect, it was on my list it? at one point. Was it? Yeah. But it, it wasn't on your list uh, when I... Maybe no, no, I'll tell you if it's I, actually on the up. list that I sent no, you. No, it's not. It's not on the list that it's you sent yeah. I just, I just controlled after it, and it's not. It was in the short list. Anyway, uh, number 58, another tie. <clears throat> 72 points apiece. We got The Third Man and Night in Fog in Japan. I also considered that film, but I didn't put it on. At place 56, we have another tie. Got the Private Life of Sherlock Holmes, the Billy Wilder classic, and the Lady from Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Number fifty-five, we got Woman in the Dunes. Fifty-three, we have another tie between two uh, experts at making movies. We got The Fog, John Carpenter's The Fog. Yeah. And Taxi Driver. You haven't seen The Fog yet, have you? I have not. Mm. At place number fifty-one. We have another tie. We have Stalker and Sans Soleil, both with 76 points. Ooh. At place number 49, another tie. Yet another tie. Could be a lot of these folks. <laughs> with uh, 77 points apiece. You got the Palm Beach Story and Dawn of the Dead. There's like very few films that we have both contributed votes to. Nope. I mean, we haven't got to any of them yet, I don't think. Because all of the all the ones we contributed both contributed voice uh, votes to uh, ranked. Actually, I guess there there was one because it's the one uh, uh, one that uh, was a was a three way. Oh, yeah. Was uh, in the mood for a while. That's I think that's the only one so far. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, number <laughs> place number forty seven with seventy eight points apiece. You have Late Spring and Satoshi Khan's Perfect Blue. Mm-hmm. In place number forty five, we have King Who's A Touch of Zen and uh, Mora Oshi's. The Red Spectacles, hmm. both at 79 points. At place number 43, we have uh, Neil Young's Human Highway, <laughs> Anya Svarda's The Gleeters and I. Did you not have points. Human Highway on your list? Nope. Come on, man. <laughs> I did not. At place number 41. Wait, wait, do you uh, regret not having Human Highway on your list? Uh, not really. <laughs> oh, man. Great film. Uh, is it one of my 100 favorite films of all time? Mm, oh. I think it should be. Well, I made my list. You made yours. <laughs> That's all there is to it. <laughs> okay, place number 41. With 81 points apiece, we got Sherlock Jr. and the Tree of Life. Mm. Then at place number 39, rank 39, number 39. And then our tie, we have Celine et Julie Von Bateau. <clears throat> And Pat Laver to the movie, both of 82 points. Then uh, we're going to have a streak of non-ties at place number 38 with 83 points. But what was that Celine film? Celine and Julie go, Julie go boating. Oh. 38. Oh. I'm saying the <laughs> French title. At, at place okay. number 38 uh, with 83 points, we've got uh, Fallen Angels. Long car wise, Fallen Angels. Oh. Place 37. With 84 points, we got Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I placed 36 with 85 points. We have Inuit Empire. Mm-hmm. Place 34. Uh, another tie. We have... Uh, who the What was the guy's name? Is it Paul Flaherty? Is that right? What? I think that's right. <laughs> we have um, <laughs> Martin Sheeds Clifford. <laughs> and Jacques Demi's Lola, both with 86 points. Is that how now, low Clifford, Clifford was is? on my list. What the fuck? Clifford, Clifford was on my list, but it was pretty low. It was low on your list? <laughs> it was number 16 on your list, so... Jesus Christ, man. Who are you? No Human Highway, no Clifford? <laughs> hey, just just wait as we'll, we'll see what list. happens with the rest of the West, Okay. Okay. I think I think our number one is the perfect number one for us. So. <laughs> All right. Hey, okay. number thirty. Shut up. Number thirty-two. <laughs> we have with eighty-seven points apiece. 
We have Osaka Elegy and F for Fake. Okay. Number 30, yet another tie. We got Tales of One of Space Odyssey and Ghost of the Shell. Mm-hmm. Number 39, we have Trouble in Paradise, the Ernst Lupich film. And number 28, we have They Came Together. <laughs> <laughs> At 26, we have To Sleep With Anger and Paris is Burning, both 91 points. There you go. Our respective <laughs> top yep. our respective 10. <laughs> We're going to have a lot of, uh, of that coming up, but we'll, we'll bust through it. Don't, don't you worry. Uh, at number, what are we doing? 24. <laughs> well, what do you know? Our respective nights. We have uh, 92 points apiece. The Apartment and In the Mouth of Madness. Mm-hmm. Number 22, we got another tie. We have a Canterbury sale and Los Angeles plays itself. 21, 94 points. We have Wings. At 20, we have Under the Cherry Moon with 95 points. Then at number 18, we have with 96 points apiece, a new leaf, and the other side of the wind. Right? At number 16, 97 points apiece, we have I Was Born But and The End of Evangelion. Mm-hmm. At rank number 15, with 98 points, we have Project A Part 2. Now, at number 12, we have our second three-way tie. We have Dark Star, Twin Peaks, Firewalk with Me, and Attack of the Clones. This is the that's our combined 12th place of the greatest films of all time. All right. Now, here, here we go. Now we're going to, we're getting to, we're down to the top 10. We're almost yeah. done with this piece of shit. <laughs> Number 10, our last tie of the evening. We have The General and Lejeune. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number nine. Now, every, every one of these other films we both voted for. Okay. Finally. So that's really our top nine films of all time combined. <laughs> <laughs> we get our Clifford at number 10, just to, you know. Anyway, number nine, we have, okay, if I say we have a Jackie Chan film, can you guess which Jackie Chan film it is? Project A. It is Project A with 102 points. Good, good guess. Good yeah. Guess. Number eight, we have a John Carpenter film. Can you guess which one it is? They Live. They Live Indeed with 121 points. Sweet. And number seven, we got uh, Star Wars. George Lucas film. Yeah. Number six, we have House. Hmm. Number five, we have <laughs> Mikey and Nikki. Okay. <laughs> With the 131. Nice. This is not a bad top 10. I like it. No. At place number four, we have Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Yeah. Number three is Jacques Demi film. Can you guess what Jacques Demi film it is? The Young Girls of Rochefort? It is The Young Girls of Rochefort. Okay. And we got our number two and number one, respectively. Now, if I just say that, can you guess what films they are? Uh, number one, is it episode three? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well, that's that's that could be your uh, guess. What, what do you think number two is? Uh, no hints, no nothing. It's a film that was not in either of our top tens, but ranked pretty highly on both of our lists. Hmm. Let me just consult my list. <laughs> it's a film that you've seen lots of times. <laughs> a film I've seen lots of times. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually sure. You see it far more times than I. I think at one point you told me that you would watch this film weekly. Ah, Seven Samurai. It's Seven Samurai with 158 points. Wow. Then our combined favorite film of all time is indeed <laughs> Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> I love it. I'm happy with that. <laughs> That's that's all she wrote, I think. There we go. That's the now greatest never, film of all time. I never time. want to talk. Now I never Case want to closed. talk anymore in my entire life. <laughs> they just ran all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> now let's uh, re-rank the uh, side sound top <laughs> Let, Let's get the hell out of here. Let's do let's do let's do the top ten. I think that'd be funny. <laughs> all right, let's have a look at the top ten. Let's reorder the side sound top ten. 
Now, I have seen, I have not seen Jean Diamant all the way through. Really? You didn't yeah. watch Jean Diamant all the way through? <laughs> no, I watched it in grad school. We only watched maybe like 60% of it, so. You watched 60% of the film in grad school? No, like, I, if, I, if I had chosen to watch it, I would have watched the whole thing. But we watched so, it as part of a class, in class. That's a weird choice to like show sixty percent of that film in class. That's bizarre. I agree. Anyway, it's it very strange. Okay, so number all the other ones, I've seen enough of it where I can. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to go it. along with that. You can you can put it yeah. wherever you like. So we got Sing in the Rain. We got Man. We're with not gonna we're not gonna out. we're not gonna rank anything. We're just gonna let's just talk it through. Okay. Yeah. Let me get the fucking list pulled up first. We're doing the critics list, not the directors list. Yeah. Directors, he gives a shit. Directors are fucking idiots. You know their list is better than the yeah, critics list this year, but whatever. Yeah, here we go. Alright, what do we got? What do we got? I have not seen Siggy in the Rain since I was a child, so that one's kind of hard for me to break. I've seen it a few times. It's not my favorite musical, but I do respect it, so... The way we should do this is the way that I ordered my own list. You think Singing in the Rain is better than Man with a Movie Camera? Have you seen Man with a Movie Camera? I have seen Man with a Movie Camera. I'd probably put Singing in the Rain above it, yes. Mm, I watched Man with a Movie Camera not that long ago, and not having seen Singing in the Rain since I was a child, I would agree with you. So. Okay, so <laughs> so far we have uh, Singing in the Rain. Switched the around 9 position. and 10. <laughs> yep. All right, what about Mulholland Drive? Uh, that one I would put above either of those two. I would put Mulholland Drive below Singing in the Rain. In fact, I would put Mulholland Drive below Man with a Movie Camera. Nope, nope. <laughs> so how are we going to do this? <laughs> well, I gotta, we each I have to argue vote until we, and get a certain uh, number of votes. <laughs> we, have to, we have to trade horses. <laughs> okay, let's move on from Mulholland Drive. Okay, so right. we, we've, got, we've got one... We already have two established. We got to establish as many relationships as we can agree, that we agree on, and we can mm -hmm. come back and fight about the ones that we don't agree on. Okay. So so far, we got mouth movie camera at the bottom. Yeah. Singing in the rain. Singing in the rain ahead of that. Okay. Yeah. Next time we have is, uh, is in a separate pile. Yeah. Next film we have is Butchervai. Mm-hmm. Which I would put above both of those other two films. What about you? Uh, yes, I would too, actually. Okay. So that's easy. All right. I see got 2001. I would also put that above Butchervai and uh, the other two movies. I would put 2001 above Butchervai too, yeah. yeah. All right. Now, In the Mood for Love, I would keep it where it is as well. I would put 2001 above In the Mood for Love, personally. Mm. What about uh, Bochavai? Mm, that's a tricky one. I would definitely uh, put it above uh, Bochavai, but I could... Uh, I, I could accept what about it being lower. Bochavai. In the Mood for Love. But I could accept it being lower than it... No, I put it above Bochavai as well, actually. Okay, so we'll slot that. it in between that and 2001. Yeah. All right, next we got Tokyo Story. I'd definitely put that above everything we've put so far. Oh, yeah. um, I would put it below Space Odyssey. You'd put 2001 above it? Yep. Okay. Ah, that's fine, whatever. What about In the Mood for a while? I would put it above in the mood for love, but so below in between in the mood for love and two thousand one. I can I can accept that. Whatever, who cares? <laughs> you got Citizen Kane. I would put that above all the films we've ranked so far. The bullet. I would put Citizen Kane. Um, See, I've acceded to your demands. <laughs> I would put Citizen Kane at number seven. Number seven. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> I'm put Citizen Kane at number uh, one and we can uh, finish this off. No, I'll put Citizen Kane in the separate file for now. Alright. Here we don't agree on it. <laughs> okay, what about Vertigo? See, I haven't rewatched Vertigo since, you know, it, it dethroned I mean, Citizen I haven't, Kane. I haven't seen Singing in the Rain since I was a child, so. No. 
So I, no, I just don't have a good conception of what mm. I think about Vertigo. I would put I would put Vertigo above two thousand one. I would not. I put it way above two thousand one. I would put it way below two thousand one. What about Tokyo Story? What about Tokyo Story? I'd put Vertigo below Tokyo Story. Yeah, we're not in the mood for a while. I'd put it above. Okay, I can accept it being above in the mood for for a while, but all Tokyo Story. Deal. Alright. <laughs> they got Shanti Obad. I'd probably put that at the five of the list. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just Chantel Ackerman. Wait, a woman? No, no. Put it at the bottom, yeah. <laughs> but in all honesty. <laughs> I would not have it in my top ten, but <laughs> or in your top one hundred if uh, if if my uh, records indicate correctly. <laughs> See, I made my top one hundred after the list had come out, and mm, so you had a conscious desire to punish. I put, I, yeah, I got rid of it. I was like, <laughs> down the list. it was on my like default list. Just what Letterboxd exported, like it was one of the five star films. Mm. But how um, how uh, high up would it be? So let's have a look at the other top ten films. I can Do I like it, be it more than, than any say, other films? I would say I would like it better than Bam with the Movie Camera, probably in, uh, than Singing the Rain. I like it less than it both of those films, so it would be do- <laughs> it would be number ten for me. <laughs> okay, I can accept I can accept that if we put Citizen Kane above in the mood for love, but below Vertigo. Deal. Okay, great. <laughs> 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 and the last one we have to place is Mulholland Drive Mulholland Drive uh, I'd put it in between Bochevay and uh, In the Mood for a while What about below Bochevay? Yeah, it's fine <laughs> Sweet So what's the top really, ten? Uh, change, we didn't really change it that much <laughs> what, what is it? Okay, we got Jadi Omad number ten Yeah Mail the movie camera, number nine. Mm-hmm. Singing in the Rain at number eight. Yeah. Mullen Tribe at number seven. Mm-hmm. Bochavai at number six. Yeah. In the Before Love at number five, which it is on the list yeah. here, too. <laughs> Susan Cade at number four. So moving down one spot. Yep. Uh, Vertigo at number three. Mm-hmm. Tokyo Story at number two, and the 2001 at number one. Yeah, <laughs> now I, I would never agree with that. You, you <laughs> won the you won the the, the, the list <laughs> To be clear, we have no films in our top tens that were in this top ten. No. Two thousand one for me was pretty highly ranked. It was number thirteen on the list I sent to you. What's yeah. the highest ranked film that appears on this top 10 on your list? Mulholland Drive, I think. It might be in the mood for love, though. Let's see. In the mood for, for love for me ranked at number... ...79. Whereas Mulholland... No, I also made my list after they released this and didn't include like Citizen Kane and Vertigo as well. <laughs> uh, one Tribe, I ranked at 42, so that probably is is the highest one. There you go. There. So that's fair yeah, that you have more because uh, I had it the highest. You have more mainstream taste than I do. That's, that's right. So what are the conclusions we draw from this experiment? <laughs> Uh, the conclusions that we have is we're better at ranking stuff. Our top fits are better than the any side sound contributor stuff did. And we can all agree that the best film of all time is <laughs> <It's> Revenge <laughs> of the Sith. That was episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Definitely, hundred percent. I think that's fair. Yeah. We did just you have all the Star Wars films in your top one hundred? Because I did. <laughs> no, I did not have Empire nor Phantom Menace. I had Empire I had as the lowest at ninety-seven. Phantom Menace, I had it 90. But, yeah, I, I did put, uh, put the wall in the list. I had Ridge of the Sisters number three. 
In Star Wars, I had at number sixty. Star Wars, I had eighteen. That was my highest. Star Wars. Second of the cards, I had at thirty-four, and Return of the Jedi, I had at fifty. So, oh, I know that's you. I added at sixty-eight. Should we stop recording? Have you stopped recording already? I have not. <laughs> this is the best bit. Stop. <laughs> Goodbye.